Hey, what day are you leaving to go to Fairfield? Saturday. Saturday? That's the day we do the show. You can't do that. You can't leave well, on Saturday. Do- uh, dude, we're doing the show today, and it's Thursday. Oh, thank you, Mr. Producer. I needed that. Well, I guess all we got to do is do the show. Okay, you made it. You're here. Hey, it's the bro show. My name's Jerry. And my name's John. Yeah, every Saturday (laughs) around this time, although it's not really Saturday, we're pre-recording. Every Saturday around this time, we talk (sighs) about four things and we record it and we call it a podcast and we send it to you. And guess what? I'm not going to tell you what those four things are. It's going to be a surprise. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was Sounds good. To them, John. Not to you. Okay. Anyways. I need to listen, though, to keep up. Yeah, I guess you do. <laughs> so, anyways, stay tuned. Buckle up. And here we go. If you want to find out more about The Bro Show, go to bro.show. No dot com. No dub, dub, dub. Just type it in there. Hit the return. And boom, you'll be there. And you can subscribe. Doesn't cost a penny. No one pesters you. Every Saturday, you'll get notified. When the show is ready to listen to. Now, see, wasn't that simple? No Pretty big good. Deal. Yeah. Hey, 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 you got anything on? Any above the belt, below the below the neck? How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> do, you have, do, you have, do you have a shirt on? You've please? had so much coffee, your words are getting ahead of your tongue. And they're already gone by the time you try and say them. Yeah. Oh man, this is gonna be good. Yes, I am wearing a T-shirt. I am, mm. and it's it is the Clark Street Ale House concert T-shirt, back oh. by request. Back by request. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I can see a concert in our near future. You keep wearing that shirt. You just are begging for another mm. show. Mm. You want to perform mm. in Chicago? Yes. I do. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I got a shirt. How about too. you? Are you ready? I I don't want to I don't want to be a spoiler, but my shirt is Season of the Rats. Ooh, okay, that's a, that's um, a nice spoiler t-shirt. alert. Yeah, that's, it's my season. Yeah, mm. that is kind of a spoiler alert. Now that I think about it, it is. Yeah, it sure is. But I couldn't resist. I figure it's the it is the day to wear the rat shirt. Okay, just so just so we don't get put in time out, both of us, do your shout out to Jason, please. Oh yeah, you know as usual, Jason is a uh, some he's a, actually a chronic listener. He just can't shake the show, and so what happens is that he listened to our last show that had to do with the celebratory uh, home run things that they are done in the dugout, and he said we failed to mention the illustrious Bash Brothers of 1989. Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire, who used to back, you know, hit their elbows together when they hit home runs. Now, yeah. we, we, we felt that we should basically eliminate this uh, gesture uh, for a home run only because these are the steroid guys. And we did not want to mention steroids during the show. But Jason pushed us though so that we had to. So I hope you're thankful, Jason. Yeah, I know. We try to keep we try to keep it clean. We try to we try to aim high. 
You know, when they yes. aim low, we aim high, you know. Yeah. And Jason, unfortunately, reads the New York Post. So he's a yeah. product of his environment. Yeah, he, he gets right. down yeah. to dirt. He gets down he to dirt. But you know what? He's our most active, most listening listener. He has, a, like I said, he's in a special category. He's a chronic listener. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hey, we have a sponsor. Hey, we do have a sponsor. Our spotlight sponsor is Animal Little Defense Fund. And their mission is to protect the lives and advance the interests of those little critters out there through the legal system. They're a 501c3. They accomplished their mission by filing high-impact lawsuits to protect animals from harm. They will also help other lawyers, assist and train, and also train prosecutors so that they can do the best to protect these wonderful animals. And, of course, they support tough animal legislation. Mm. So that's our sponsor. And I'll tell you what, they do have swag. Boy, do they. I've got one of their T-shirts. Thanks to my brother, Johnny. got one for me. And it's great. They do their T-shirts the same place we do our T-shirts. And that's Bonfire. If you want to do a T-shirt, do it on Bonfire. The T-shirts are good. The ability to create them is fast. And if you want to, you can do what we do. We donate 100% of funds, available funds from the T-shirts. In other words, after the T-shirt maker makes it and gives us a nice discount for nonprofits, we go ahead and make sure all that money goes to a nonprofit. This season, it is the Animal Legal Defense Fund. They mm -hmm. get all the profits from our T-shirt. We don't see a penny. It doesn't even hit our bank account. It's, it's a done deal. Go to merch.bro.show. If you're feeling frisky, go to merch, M-E-E-R-C-H, <laughs> dot bro dot show. Because we have meerkat t-shirts because this is, spoiler, <laughs> the season of the meerkat. Oh, yes. It sure is. And we do these wonderful stories every week. And I do believe we have found a good one. Oh, yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. There is. Uh, did you know, John, that it, did you know there's a meerkat pest control company yeah. before this week? Did you know that? No, I didn't. And we've been eagerly searching because we realize meerkat has got such a great quality. The animal does. There's more companies ought to consider using meerkat in the name of the corporation. Come on. Let's, so here we go. We've got meerkat pest control, LLC. It's a family-owned uh, pest control company established. It's got the test of time. It's been here since 2010, located in Albany, New York. And it's a family-owned business, as I said. And Jessica, a proud mother of three, handles all the, the kind of customer service stuff. Well, dear old dad manages the skilled technical staff on the outside. And, of course, the kitties get involved because guess what? They came what? up with the name, oh. Meerkat, because it has so many admirable qualities. And, you know, I guess... Kind of go through and you, you know some of the good stuff that would be so oh, yeah. with respect to it. Yeah, so, attributes of meerkats that would be handy. Uh, they are always on the lookout for trouble, any kind of trouble yes. whatsoever. So if you need a surveillance uh, uh, a security kind of person, it should be a meerkat. You have to learn how to speak meerkat, but they do get <laughs> a small price to pay. <laughs> they, they do have different sounds they make for different kind of predators and threats. They absolutely do, John. They've got a vocabulary. And they can wow. see one mile. They can see one mile with perfect 20-20 vision. 
So, and they can swivel their heads like you wouldn't believe. And they can climb a tree. So, you know, they can get high to see low. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they have all the good stuff needed for a pest control company. Yeah, mm. this place is located in. Uh, it covers like uh, parts of Vermont and Massachusetts. They got a c- couple of di- different dispatch stations, so they're ready to run and help out companies. Well, actually, not companies. They they concentrate on residentials, uh, protecting houses, but they are full service, which means that they handle a lot of different problems with critters. You got ants, bees, bats, mice, moles, squirrels, and raccoons. All mm-hmm. those wonderful things. And mm. they believe in using eco-friendly uh, environmental solutions, and, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, pest products. So uh, mm. that means that they don't break out the DDT. They, uh, they, they, they no. But if you insist upon, you know, breaking out the big gun and you're willing to suffer a little bit, they'll do whatever it's necessary to help you out. But, you know, the bigger critters, the, you yeah. know, the animals, the four-legged types, the uh, raccoons, yeah. et cetera. They need to use they, they use natural barriers and critter proofing, uh, and what does that entail? That entails yeah, yeah. a trap and seal method. You know, Ooh. maybe you can. You know, it's pretty cool. Actually. Oh, this is this is actually brilliant. And I've had as listeners, longtime listeners of the show know, I, we have had <laughs> raccoon infestations, believe it or not, and so. Yeah, that that happens. And these guys have the right solution to it. The right solution is this, John. Number one, seal up all the entrances to the house and leave one exit. But make that exit a one-way exit. And there are sealers, doors, little one-way door things you can do. And they put them on there. So let's say you got a raccoon or possum infestation. They don't let them. They don't let any more in. And what they do is they have one exit, and sooner or later, they're going to have to leave. To do they're going to leave. Like hunt. This, yeah. Yes. This is so much Why? better. Why? Why do they do this, John? Why do they do this? Well, because you, first thing is you don't want to use what I call medieval methods. Methods mm. by which what you do is you perhaps trap the animal, you know, put them in a cage, feed them some poison, and let them die in front of you. Okay, Stinky. or maybe starve them to death. You know, Stinky. some people think that oh yeah, well yeah, the stench is really bad. In addition to the fact, some people believe that if you do this and you slowly kill the animal, other animals will come by, see them, and stay away. They'll just be frightened away. It doesn't work. It does not oh, no. work. Okay, well work. listen, th- th- these guys are really service oriented. I mean, yeah, they are. They they they. Hey, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't you have an what exclusive? Happened? You have a brochure exclusive, oh, well, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Customer service. Well, what I did is that I decided to give them a call and talk to their customer service department, and I found out a little bit more info. So we this is an exclusive, and we found out that you get a free inspection, an estimate. They'll go out there and take a look, and and base your how much it's going to cost on a, a detailed review of the needs of the of the of the, of the owner of the house. Mm-hmm. And they also do when they're done. They'll come back a couple of weeks later to make sure that things are all hunky dory. Uh, wow. I also like the idea with customer service. You know, there's a lot of times you know with Yelp or with Angie's mm-hmm. List, they'll go on and people will give reviews. This organization is like 99.9% all good, thumbs up. 
But you know, wow. you occasionally will have somebody that maybe has a complaint for good or no good reason. Well, Jessica, yeah. the customer service lady, she is there to read those and make sure follow up with the customer. And usually she finds that they uh, maybe they didn't sign the contract or even some people, believe it or not, like to put mm. fake reviews. You've got to be careful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Competitors so, uh, again, we, we've never used this organization. We, we just give the facts. All we mm. can do is do that. So, uh, and of course, we would never receive any money for giving this glowing no, no, review no. of this organization. But no, no, no. no. <laughs> we don't even take money from our sponsors. In fact, our sponsors don't even know they're sponsored. That's how squeaky clean we are. That's how clean this we are. Is really, really bad. Yeah, you're right. We're it's clean so old men. We're clean old men. That's what we are. <laughs> Sounds like contradictory, but that's okay. It does. It does sound contradictory. <laughs> it came out of my mouth and it almost died there. Yeah, you said, oops, did I really mean that? Did I really say that? We are, though. I mean, we're harmless. God damn it. We got a word, don't we? We do. We do. Yes. We have a foreshadowing word. Yes, czar. Czar. Now, sometimes czar. you think about that in terms of, you know, a form of government, the head, king, this and that, whatever, dictator. Mm. But we went down, dropped down a couple of the definitions and came up with any person exercising great authority or power in a particular field. And we came up with this word based upon an announcement that was made in April when the New York City Mayor Eric Adams appointed the city's first rat czar, Catherine Corradin. Corady, Corady, uh, and she's been named the city's director of road mitigation. So got that out of ABC <laughs> News, and that's the word. <laughs> road mitigation. I can't. Uh, sorry. Hey, that's it a gets better. <laughs> I love yeah, these It does words. get better. It does get a lot better. Okay, now we're ready for two takes, right? This is our ah, third segment. Yes. So, as I've already hinted, this story starts with New York City. And, of course, it's got to get better after that, but we'll get into that. Okay, oh, yeah. so what's happened? In April of 2003, the city uh, mayor, Eric Adams, he made this big publicity splash by appointing this lady, K Kathleen Corady, uh, as the first ever, like I said, city director of road and mitigation. But he decided to coin her the rat czar. Well... You know, one of the things about her position, her background is she's a she's a school teacher, and she had worked recently on doing the uh, the the rat work on all the public schools. So Eric said, "You've done such a good job. Let's just appoint you as the rat czar." Mm. So l let's just keep in mind that uh, you know the, the problems with rats are just they, they come with big cities, big cities, a lot of food, restaurants, and this problem just kind of punched up a little bit because we had a kind of a low level. When restaurants were closed during the pandemic, but now it's there, the rats are back at it, and so we need to address it. Um, also, I wanted to point out, though, that Chicago just didn't sit there and say, oh, that's good, New York. They felt the need to point out that they've had a rat czar for a long time, since 2016. And her name well, is. That, I would point out it's a real rat czar. It's like, what kind of rat was it? Rat? Real. Real. Yeah, the real deal. Real. Not a school teacher. 
a real no, rat czar. No, we got we got we got a lady here who has worked through the trenches, gone on the streets, know where the rats hang. She's been working for the Department of Streets and Sanitation of the city of Chicago since 1998. So she knows the real deal. She keeps her feet on the ground and knows what's going on. She knows the pulse of the rat problem in the city. Mm. She's been head of the department, like I said, since 2016, 70 employees. And she puts a lot of real energy and zeal into her work. And she's real quick to compliment the wonderful work of her rat patrols. So, wait a minute, rat patrols? Yeah, rat patrols. Chris, can can you, (laughs) wait a minute, rat patrols for real? For real. Real rat patrols. No. (laughs) Make up something? Come on, I wouldn't do that. Are these humans? Are are the rat patrols, are they human? (laughs) I have to ask. You know what? You know, you know, you you think rats are traitors? And they come over to the human side to help? I never Uh, thought about it. There are no many that, there ain't. There are no Benedict Arnolds in the red community. Okay. I know, I know, I know. Snitches <laughs> get stitches. I, I I hear you. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. I think we need to point out that there's another thing about Chicago that, that we I don't say we necessarily take pride in, but we are considered the rattiest city in the country. <laughs> As we've already pointed out in you know, this that's not a wardrobe designation. I thought maybe that was. Thought, I've seen how people dress at those baseball games, and I would have. I would have thought that was referring to clothing. But okay, all right. Oh, uh, but you know, and so as a result, for the last eight years, Orkin Pest Control Company has um, designated or pointed out, based upon the amount of complaints that are given uh, to their organization in the city of Chicago and other cities, and. And I'm afraid, say, you know, New York, I'm afraid you're the second city. Sorry about that. When okay. It so, <laughs> when it comes to rats. Yeah. 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 What, what an honor that must be. <laughs> but you <laughs> know what? This is, this is amazing because we've done so many rat shows that we've actually before had a rat, a rat sol- a solution to this problem that we yeah, thought we was have. better. Remember the feral cat solution? No, yeah, the feral cat solution. <laughs> All we you also thought. We also need to get into that, dude. We so. also thought that the thing that would make uh, Donald Trump a decent president was for him to get a pet, and we suggested a goldfish. Remember? Yeah, we we got didn't work. Didn't work. No, didn't work. Of course, he never got what? the goldfish. The thing is, he never got the goldfish, and of course, he lost the next election, and we know why. That fish no could have come in handy. Yeah. Uh, so, but listen, what's really cool is that we've got a, another solution. <laughs> the last one needs help. <laughs> so, what, this, what you need to do is you need to follow the science of rodentology. And now you're going to think I made that word up. Now, you might not yeah. find it. In your dictionary, but I suggest Googling and you will see it's there. And cities need to hire a PhD qualified urban rodentologist. Wow. You know what's amazing about this? Do you have one in mind? I have one in mind. And New York City should have figured this out a long time ago. New York City has got a guy in their backyard that can do the trick for them and help them. A guy by the name of Professor Michael Parsons. A rodentologist currently works for the in the Department of Biological Sciences and Fordham University, right there in the city of New York, and he does multidisciplinary research in urban ecology, specializing in rat research. 
<laughs> you wanted to say that, I could tell. Oh. So, hey, listen, to kind of finish this up, you know, it, it, he's not mm-hmm. only kind of spout his stuff, he's got a, four, a five-step plan. You know, first thing is know your enemy. Understand the capabilities of the animal that you're trying to, you know, address. The next thing, don't allocate sources to, to traps. Don't use those medieval methods. Go no. for food deprivation. In fact, he has found out through his research that if you deprive rats from food, guess what they do? They eat themselves. They do. They're cannibals. They are. I know and that. you've got to come up with a way to see how well you're doing with the problem. So do some, rat, you know, keep some rat data. That's always helpful. <laughs> <laughs> you said right. <laughs> Keep going. We got to finish the show. Let's okay, educate it. the public. You know, let everybody know what you're up to. And then also, if you've got to go and, you know, you want to maybe get rid of some of the rats are there, just use humane, sustainable, and integrated pest management policies. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's it's simple, really. It's really, it's simple. It's simple. We do that here, you know. What we do is we have a fire ant infestation everywhere you go in Texas. So it's a problem. And what you do is you just seal all your food and put as much as you can in the refrigerator. That's the solution. Wow. You deprive them of their food source and they stop coming around. You don't you know even do? leave a wet towel on the floor because they oh. are always looking for water. So you got to be careful. If you do that, if you do that, you'll be fine. Right? Good, good point. Okay. Can we have, I think we got some groaners. We do. We have we two do. groaners. These groaners sure come do. from and Vincent these... Anthony Lauder Jr., otherwise known as the coach. Hey, hey. Good, good, good. Very good. And guess what the subject of our groaners is going to be? Rats. Yeah, I kind of thought it might be. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm ready. What type of car insurance rats usually have? No, I don't know, John. Okay, rodent insurance. Rodent insurance. Rodent. That's awful. That's awful. (laughs) That's really bad. But it's a groaner. It's a groaner. It's a groaner. So I guess it qualifies as being okay. That's okay. How about this one? What would you name a crime drama set with a cast of rodents shooting in? Florida. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, Miami Mice. Oh, of course. I knew it was going to be Miami Vice, but for some reason I didn't think of Miami Vice. Yeah, I didn't say, yeah. My, mice. Just, oh, yeah, you, oh, you, man. I could see it was on man. the tip of your tongue. Oh. So close. Okay, well, oh. there's always next week.